Hello and welcome to the Gen Z Podcast. Here at the Gen Z Podcast, we are all about innovation and those who are innovating. Long story short, I ended up having a ton of success through all shades of experience. I'm your host, Marissa Schwartz. Marissa Schwartz. Marissa Schwartz. Marissa Schwartz. The voice of Generation Z. On this show, I interview everyone from artists to entrepreneurs, influencers, people who inspire us. Students are so aware of what has been going on. And of course, authors. You know, I think that goes with the writing and the subtleties of, of, of how the jokes you know, work really well. Because this podcast goes hand in hand with my publishing company, Gen Z Publishing. The future of publishing. So prepare for some awesome interviews. And sometimes I surprise myself. I try to inspire people to hear us talk about current events and real issues that affect you today and in the future. Consumerism message, which is great for the millennial generation. And get in on the conversation. Go to genzpublishing.org and contact us. Follow us on Facebook. Follow me on Instagram at Marissa underscore Schwartz. And of course, tweet out to us on Twitter at Gen Z Pub. Because this is a conversation that just can't happen without you. Hello and welcome to the Gen Z Podcast. Today I have a very special guest here with us. His name is Navin Vidanayagam. He is... One of my favorite people this week, um, he is a uh, part of Everpedia, and uh, they actually put out an article about not only me, but about Gen Z publishing on, on their online encyclopedia. It was very, very exciting, and now I have the honor, the pleasure of interviewing Navin on the podcast. So Navin, thank you so much for taking the time out to talk with us today. Yeah, thank you very much for having me. Yeah, so tell me a bit about Everpedia and how you got involved in it. Yeah, so Everpedia is right now is the blockchain encyclopedia and we're built on the EOS blockchain. Mm-hmm. So what I actually joined before we moved on to the blockchain and our original vision was to build a more inclusive version of Wikipedia. Hmm. Because one of the big issues with Wikipedia is that a lot of people are not included because they have this unreasonable, I would say, notability standard hmm. where they, you need to have major press talking about you to have a page. So for example, I couldn't have a page one of our founders, uh, Mahmoud Mogadam, who actually founded Genius, mm-hmm. a huge lyrics site, he didn't have a page on Wikipedia, even though his business had. And he tried to make a page, and they just went and deleted it. Wow. So there's a lot of exclusion, and some of it is, like, sexist. For example, like, a lot of people were talking about the Nobel Prize winner. Did you hear about that story? Yeah, the, no. so there, was a, there was a Nobel Prize winner, and... Right before she won the Nobel Prize, maybe like a couple months before, 
somebody tried to make a page for her and they deleted it because they said she wasn't notable enough. Wow. Yeah, so that's one of the big issues and that's kind of how we started. So that's also the name is the encyclopedia. Everypedia is supposed to be the encyclopedia of everything. Oh, that's smart. Yeah. <laughs> now, when people hear blockchain, a lot of the time they just think crypto. They don't realize blockchain has other uses. So how, how does this work with blockchain? What's the difference between before when Everpedia was not on blockchain to now that it is? How does that work? Yeah, great, great point. So there's, there's two aspects. There's, there's the cryptocurrency aspect, which is that people are receiving the IQ token reward for editing. So that gives people incentive to edit and some, some sort of reward for their contributions. But I think the more, more interesting part is that blockchain allows us to have consensus. So for example, if I propose an edit, how it works in Everpedia is that the whole community votes on it. And then if people vote in favor of it, it's approved. So that way you have consensus. On Wikipedia, you have bureaucracy. And basically, whoever is the highest ranking moderator will get the final say. Right. But in Everpedia, we have a more transparent, de democratic way of deciding things because we're on the blockchain. That's awesome. Um, and then about the nobility thing. So the the standards are really how, how do you decide who gets a page and who doesn't then basically uh anyone could have a page anything can have a page mm -hmm. the only requirement is that the information needs to be cited hmm. that makes sense mm -hmm. and what are some of your most interesting um or favorite pages on there like who who uh yeah who who, who are some of your favorite or what are some of your favorite pages because i yeah, know I've seen really awesome ones yeah one of the coolest ones is uh cardi b we had a page for uh -huh. her actually like three years ago that was one of our first big trending pages wow and and there's a lot of people like that in, in rap and in music. Uh, Little Pump is another person. Yeah. So a lot of big reporters on Everpedia. So one of the top Fox News reporters, Sarah Carter, she didn't have a page on Wikipedia, but she has a page on Everpedia. There's a lot of really cool people. Uh, like a friend of mine who's like a major... Uh, transgender rights activist Ashley Marie Preston. She oh, doesn't have a page on Wikipedia, but she has a page on Everpedia. There's a lot of different people, activists, reporters, uh, musicians. Wow, that's awesome. Now, how did you get involved with Everpedia? Yeah, so how I got involved was I was actually in a college student in Canada. And what happened was I was following Mahbud Mogadam, so one of our founders on Twitter. And I followed him because I was used to be a big fan of Rap Genius. And he just posted a tweet like, you know, we're looking to hire, we're looking to grow. Um, Everypedia is always looking to expand. Hit me up if you're interested. So I just sent him a message on Twitter. And then I just kept getting more and more involved. So he sent me some pages to make. 
then got involved in analytics and then so, some of the marketing and just grew and grew and grew. And then recently, so I've been working with the company for about two years. And then I recently moved to California oh, after graduate. Oh. So you moved from ca uh, Canada to California. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I go to California maybe once or twice a year. It's, it's awesome. Going there while it's winter in New Jersey is always <laughs> Oh yeah, my gosh, it's always the best yeah, time to go. <laughs> my family's all freezing in New Jersey and I'm like in the sun on the beach. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> that must have been an adjustment though. I mean, Canada's like Jersey, actually even colder than Jersey, right? Yeah, Are you yeah, yeah. around sun? Yeah, it's, it's, a, yeah, it's a nice change for sure. <laughs> the weather and everything. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, so you went to school. What now? What what school did you go? What did you go to school for? Because I always find this interesting to hear what people went to school for and then what they're doing now. Because a lot of the time, it's not directly related, but there is something that you took away from your education that you use. So, uh, mm -hmm. what did you go to school for? Yeah, so I went to school for business at Western University. So I went to their Ivy Business School. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so a lot of it was interesting. Like, uh, for example, like we used the case study method. So that kind of teaches you to kind of think outside the box and create your own ideas and defend your ideas, which is definitely valuable when you're in a startup for sure. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Mm -hmm. Yeah, see. I, I always say, you know, I'm, I'm completing my doctorate, so everybody always thinks, oh, you're such a huge advocate for education, and I am, but I think you learn so much more outside of the classroom than you do inside. Uh, yeah. do, do you have that experience, too? It sounds like you've used a lot from inside the classroom, but you've also done a lot of out-of-the-box things. Yeah, I think I think school. A lot of it is that it's just a small base. I think most of the things you learn are from outside of school. But I think I think school does add a bit. But I think yeah, definitely for a lot of the big things, like in terms of how to work in an office or just how to learn and kind of try new things, you just learn it by doing for sure. Yeah, absolutely. And what else? What else do you do in your limited spare time or, or other projects that you're working on what else are you working on uh not too much everybody is uh, pretty time consuming it's a it's a lot of fun that's that's my number one passion for sure that's awesome. a little bit of cryptocurrencies here and there yeah. um okay well, so what what is your view on that because you know, last year in January, everybody was, oh, you'd be a, a dum-dum not to get as much Ethereum as you can. I <laughs> this, that. And people aren't saying that as much. I saw at the end of the year, everybody was like, oh, crypto's dead. And now they're starting to say, no, no, it's here to stay. What, what's your view on that? I think crypto is definitely here to stay. I think it's like the new internet, basically. Yeah. I think it really is revolutionizing thing. You can see, like, you can try out Everpedia. You can try out, there's a lot of cool dApps on uh, on the blockchain, on EOS, for example. 
a lot of things in video games. A lot of interesting stuff is coming out. And it's kind of starting out the same way with the with the internet started out. And I think it's going to grow to be something huge. But I think, like, now, when you want to buy is when everyone's wondering if it's dead. So that's probably the best time to buy. <laughs> that is true. Ethereum went down so low. It's it's. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, yeah. So you said you you said the magic word, which is video games. I never thought that. How are video games going to work on the blockchain? I guess more people uh, giving input and voting, or how do you see that working? Because it really it can be used for pretty much anything. I mean, I've saw people MBVR has talked about for agriculture. They're using it for um, medical technologies, but video games is a new one. Yeah, video games is like a huge aspect for the blockchain. So on EOS, a lot of the biggest dApps are either in video games, and a lot of them are also in gambling. Mm. But uh, video games is an interesting application because you can, for example, like you could have an item in a video game that's a block, it's a blockchain, it's an item on the blockchain. And then, so they, for example, Ferrari makes a car, mm. they have a digital item. And then that car could be put into different games. Rather than each game having to build that one car, you could actually share resources. It would make game development much easier and much more interesting. Yeah. Oh, and, then the, and then the other cool aspect is that you could actually, so this is kind of the gambling aspect. You could bet on games with cryptocurrency. Yeah. No, that is cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because right now, you know, you play, like, my. I just, I got my father an Oculus for Christmas, so he's, like, addicted to the virtual poker, but he's playing, you know, <laughs> basically Monopoly money, like, none of it, but I can imagine that, that being done with crypto, that would be really fun. Definitely, definitely, yeah. And then one of the interesting things we're actually working on is a prediction market, built on EOS, so with our own IQ token, mm -hmm. so that we'll also be using the IQ token. So we're trying to broaden it, not just to be an encyclopedia, but to be an overall knowledge economy. So that's one of the big doubts we're working on in the future is a prediction market. That should be coming out relatively soon, the next two months maybe. Wow. And, uh, yeah, so you can make predictions on events, for example, a sports game. And then that kind of relates to our, our other, another new dApp we're building is going to be called Oracle. Mm -hmm. And it's going to be bringing non-blockchain data, for example, who won the last night's sports game onto the blockchain. Hmm. Oh, so I'm trying to understand how that would work. So it, it compiles, so they say who won last night's sports game and then they compile data for who's going to in the future. How, how does that work? No, uh, it's like, for example, so even if, so if someone wins an event, it's relatively simple in real life, mm -hmm. but to translate that inf information onto a blockchain so it can be used with these dApps is quite challenging. So that requires some technical resources, and that's why you need the Oracle service. Hmm. That is, that's advanced. That's, uh, <laughs> <laughs> all right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to see that that's the thing though i mean for for people to understand all 
it would be, I guess, like telling people in the 80s what the internet does. You can't wrap your head around it until you see it with a lot of these uh, implications. Um, definitely, definitely. Yeah, that's one of the things, that actually, that's why we're really excited about it. It is pretty challenging, and everybody has been pretty tough for people to use in the past, but recently we just launched our ORID service, so people can sign up with Facebook and Twitter and set up a pin and be able to edit the site pretty easily now. Now we have yeah. one of the easier signups for sure. Yeah, I, I, I just signed up like that. It was, uh, I, I think you also have the ability to sign up through Facebook. So I signed up through both and then realized we might sign up through both, but yeah, it's, it's awesome. I, uh, that is really easy. It makes life mm. a lot easier because then you look at like the Wikipedia model and you have to give them basically your birth certificate and social security <laughs> account. It's crazy. So <laughs> this is much better. Mm -hmm. uh, so what, what other, does Everpedia have any other exciting uh, things they can give us a scoop on or any uh, exciting new pages in the works or anything? Yeah, absolutely. So the, the two big, so the big things is we're having a whole host of dApps that we're building to build this whole knowledge economy out. We've hired a, a couple more developers, about five developers. So some of them are on the UI team, uh, user interface. So we're going to see a full redesign in April. Wow. So that's what we're setting that up for. And then we've also hired, yeah, we've hired a lot of uh, developers to build up this whole knowledge economy. Uh, this year we opened up a Stockholm office, so that was very exciting. Yeah. So the team is growing a lot, so we recently hit 24 employees. Nice. That's awesome. Mm -hmm. That's how you know your company's growing. <laughs> now, are they they're all remote? Yeah, so we have, uh, so our main headquarters is in Santa Monica, but we also have staff in Stockholm, and then we have some people who work remotely as well. Yeah, I, I see remote work has the future. Uh, nothing like a Zoom meeting like what we're doing right now or a Skype meeting. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, uh, but I have seen kind of people going back a little bit and going back to the office model. For a while there, everything, it seemed like every company was was going remote. And now it seems like we're going back a little bit to the office model. Um, but yeah, I, I, I've only worked remote my whole life. I'm, I'm a big advocate for remote work. That's awesome. I always like to see companies like Everpedia doing remote work and, and, uh, embracing it, you know? Mm -hmm. Definitely. Definitely. Cause that's the way to get the talent, right? Cause otherwise you're very constrained. If you only hire in your city, that's not a good way to do things. You have to. <laughs> I think to get the best talent, you have to go globally. Exactly. And when people are happier, they tend to work better. Definitely. Uh, you know, for, for my company, the people that I work with, they're with their children. They're with their puppies. They're working with a smile on their face. They're able to, you know, have their, their coffee and their own music and all these other things that they might not have had the luxury to do in their own office. And uh, I see that there's a little bit more passion sometimes. So 
Yeah, the the one thing that misses sometimes is that company culture, but you try to do meetings and sometimes meetups and things like that to try to get that going. But I, I mm -hmm. see uh, more companies, hopefully in the future, adopting that because it's true, you get much better talent from all around. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, so is there anything else to add? Yeah, one more really cool, exciting thing is that we've partnered with Hacker Noon. Okay. So one of the biggest tech publications, uh, and they're on Medium. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so the, the partnership, how it's going to work is that basically it's going to be a sharing of uh, knowledge. So we're, some of our staff is going to be posting articles on Hacker Noon. For example, we recently started a internet culture roundup. So it kind of, yeah, so that was the article that you were in. Yeah. And the bird box as well. So kind of interesting stuff that's going on in the internet. And then the other cool thing is that they're also going to be contributing on Everpedia. So a lot of their, they have a really talented staff. A lot of their writers are going to be onboarded and working on Everpedia as well. That's awesome. Yeah, before we started uh, recording, I was talking about how on the, the weekly roundup, they had uh, Bird Box as the first entry on their weekly culture roundup. And I had been trying to convince my family to watch that movie for like a week <laughs> as it came out. And then once it was on that list, they finally agreed like, well, I guess it really is <laughs> on their ever previous roundup. I'm like, yeah, it's really good. So... Um, yeah, that's awesome. I love that you're doing that. And the articles are, are uh, great. I'm not just saying that because I was included in the last one. They really are. Uh, they're, they're great. I'm, I'm following it and uh, I'm following the writers. And yeah, you have some incredible talent there. It's great. Thank you. So where can uh, the listeners of this podcast, where can they find you and Everpedia? Yeah, absolutely. A great place to hit me up is on uh, Twitter, Facebook. Everpedia is also our biggest place is Twitter. Our biggest channel is Twitter. So definitely follow Everpedia on Twitter. Uh, join us on Telegram and you can reach out to anyone on the team. Perfect. Yeah, I follow you and Everpedia on, on Twitter and uh, it's great. I love seeing all your posts every day. And uh, yeah, if you're looking to learn something and engage with a, a great with some great accounts and great people those are the accounts to follow um so thank you so much naveen for for being on on the podcast it's uh it's been a pleasure yeah thank you thank you so much for having me thank you thank you for listening to the gen z podcast it's because of people like you that we can rest assured that the future will be a bright one. Until next time, I'm your host, Marissa Schwartz, the voice of Generation Z. Go out there and make a difference, innovators.